It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> In my whole life, <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mel. And you're streaming the Morning Side Hug. Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian. We are a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. On today's show, Will virtual VBS even work? Plus the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is Tuesday, June 23rd, and we've got a holiday to celebrate. We do. It's National Hydration Day. Proper hydration is vital to living a healthy life, but it's often overlooked. It's easy to forget to carry a water bottle on a hot day outside, but skipping out on H2O can lead to major health risks. National Hydration Day was created in honor of late football coach, Victor Hawkins, who invented a special hydrating mouth guard to keep his players healthy on the field. Safe Tea Guard, the company that now sells his invention, launched the holiday after Hawkins' passing in honor of his legacy and to encourage others to stay hydrated. Whether you're a professional athlete, a casual exerciser, or someone who simply loves to spend time outside in the sun, drinking water is key to avoiding heat stroke, dehydration, and other dangerous issues. Celebrating National Hydration Day is a great way to raise awareness. So I was like, I want to see what that is. The mouth guard that keeps players hydrated. So I put in safety guard. But apparently they mostly sell athletic supporters. Yeah, I can see that. So I just see a bunch of jockstrap pictures. Great. It's not what I was looking for, guys. I don't, <laughs> you can't get hydrated down there, I don't think. I don't think. Gross. I don't know everything. Gross. <laughs> so have you ever had a heat stroke or, or heat-induced issue? You know, I can't say for sure. Like, I know that I've had, like, I've started to feel, like, sick mm-hmm. when I've been too hot, like, out in the sun before. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever actually had something that would qualify as a heat stroke or anything of that nature. So, I get migraines mm-hmm. if I'm not fully hydrated and I've spent too long out in the sun. There were a couple summers back-to-back where it was like our very first day out at the pool and I just didn't drink enough water. And it, because it was that first day out in the sun, the first full day, just being directly in sunlight, I guess. Um, <laughs> that makes me sound like a hermit of sorts. <laughs> the uh, first day outside. <laughs> I, the scare ball <laughs> shining brightly upon our skin, burning our flesh. That's how it felt. I came home and... Felt fine, but within maybe 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Started to feel nauseous, got a super bad headache, had to go lay down. This past week, Cannon had the same thing. Mm. After being at gym for three hours, they go early in the morning so that they don't have to turn the air on. It's still cool in the building. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he did not drink his water. He didn't take his water bottle with him. Did not drink his water. He came home. Rookie move. Yep. He came home and was fine. And then within a matter of 10, 15 minutes, he went from being in a great mood to being 
super irritable and then screaming in pain because his head was killing him so bad. So I turned off all of his lights, shut his curtain, made his room completely dark. He was hungover. Yep. (laughs) Stuck a fan directly on him in his room and told him to sleep. And he did. He slept for six hours and woke up and was like, I feel so much better. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens when you're dehydrated, my son. Drink your water. I'm pretty good about chugging water. Like whenever we're going, I I I am a hermit. I don't go out outside most of the time. Because even when it gets to the point where, like, I'd love to be outside in the evening. Yeah. When that time rolls around, that's when my yard is covered in mosquitoes. Anyway, so I'm yeah. like, well, forget it. I'm just yeah. never gonna go outside. Thanks a lot, nature. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty good about staying hydrated. Like I'm always always drinking some water. Yeah, good for you, Matthew. And I think that's because when I was a kid, I did not ever drink water. Yeah. Like, even, like, I wouldn't drink, like, soda all the time, but we would have, like, iced tea all the time in the fridge, and that's what I would drink. Yeah. I would just live on tea. Now, sure, that's mostly water, but it's also sugar and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> and so I do recall there was a point in my life, and it was when, uh, <laughs> you know, I think the the main switchover where I finally decided, you know what, I do need to drink more water, was when my... my uh, Choir teacher, Chuck Tipton, who I've talked about a lot mm-hmm. with you, uh, he had to go on with, he had like this massive kidney stone. Like it ruined his life for a few months. Mm-hmm. And he begged the people in the choir class, drink water, guys. Please drink water. This is why you have to drink water. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll drink more water. <laughs> so every time Matt takes a big old gulp and sip of water, I've had—I mean, I've had a kidney stone, yeah, but it didn't kill me the way that one killed him. Yeah, like leading up to—I believe they had to have like surgically remove it. Nope. Leading up to that, he would just kind of keel over in pain in the middle of the day every now and then, have to walk into his office, close his door, and scream, which we could still hear because it wasn't a soundproof office. Right. He just go in there. Ah! <laughs> Like, that poor guy. <laughs> I'm going to drink all the water. What is it about screaming water. that makes pain less painful? I don't know, man. It does, though. It really does. It does. Uh, all right. So are you ready to uh, have a conspiracy theory proved correct? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Here we go. So we talked about last week, we talked about the things that the World Health Organization has told us and that were uh, then walked back. Mm-hmm. And we post, 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 we 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 put we 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 theorized. There we go. Okay. Postulated. Yeah. That's the word I was, was going to say. Not sure what. Postulated. We were going. We- that initially, when they told us that masks wouldn't work and that they were unhealthy for us and all that, it was only because they were trying to make sure that all the doctors had enough masks mm-hmm. because there was a mask shortage because mm-hmm. people were buying masks. Well, Dr. Fauci has come out and said, "Yep, that's exactly what happened." said that the U.S. government held off promoting face masks because it knew shortages were so bad and even doctors couldn't get enough. And so even though the wide belief at the time was, yes, masks would probably be a good idea, they went as far as to tell us that they would actually make us sick so we would stop buying them. And they have now come out and just fully admitted that. Okay, can I just ask a question? Why is... Like that middle area where things make sense. Why is that so hard for people to come to? (laughs) 
I, I don't. I'm, and this is a genuine, sincere question from me because I have come to realize that people are either super far left or super far right. And I'm not speaking politically. I just mean you either think extremely one direction or extremely another direction and you cannot for whatever reason it's like a magnetic force is keeping you from coming to the center of all understanding yeah i would have been okay (laughs) with them saying listen guys face masks will probably help if you want to make a face mask at home great but please do not order face masks. Do not order this type of face mask because we are in a dire shortage for doctors and nurses, people who are on the front lines fighting this every single day, exposed yeah. to this every single day. We're on a shortage for them and they need them. Like why, why was that so difficult for anybody to say? And I genuinely feel like a good po- population of the world would have been like, okay, that makes sense. Cool. I'll go make my face mask out of a sock now. <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah. Even Dr. Fauci himself uh, was tweeting at the time in March that masks were not effective in preventing COVID-19 in the general public. Even tweeting, seriously, people, and then in all caps, stop buying masks. Fauci explained the earlier advice against masks by saying the public health community and many people were saying this were concerned that it was at a time when personal protective equipment, including the N95 masks and the surgical masks, were in very short supply. Oh, I mean, and this is to your same point, uh, talking about we have to be extreme in everything that we say. It's because they don't trust the normal people. And it's the same reason, or at least one of the same reasons, that we only hear growing death counts and we rarely hear about recoveries. Mm-hmm. And we're not taking recovered people out of the list of people that have contracted it. Mm-hmm. And we are not treating it in any kind of seasonal manner. It's just going to be a continually growing number. Because the bigger the number gets, the more fear it's going to drive into people and the more they think that's going to make them take it seriously. Like here in Curry County, I think what we're up to maybe 90, almost 90 people. But that's since March. Mm -hmm. We've had no deaths here in Curry County. And that's 90 people since March who have contracted COVID-19. And that's the number we're given. But it's really like a rolling 20 people. Because after two weeks, they've recovered. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why are we still saying 90? They're still saying there are 90 cases. And that's even how it's presented. There are now 90 cases in Curry County. No, there are not. There are about 20 cases. And there are about 70 people who had it and are now over it. And now they're good because they also have antibodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, in that... Uh, <laughs> It's, I don't understand. I just, yeah. Just, I don't understand. We can be, we can be honest. Be honest and trust That's the people the thing. to take in. The, it's the panic-inducing is only making it worse, and that's yeah. what's causing all these people to fight and all this other stuff. You see that lady get run out of a store in New Jersey for not wearing a mask by a bunch of people who are wearing masks, yelling at her, chasing her down, calling her names. You're going to kill us all. 
that was a couple months ago still, but I mean, that was the mentality that we got. Just recently, there's now an assault and battery charge on a a guy who went into, I don't remember the fast food restaurant exactly, but he went into a fast food restaurant not wearing a mask. The worker said, you realize that it's an order. You're supposed to be wearing a mask if you come in here, right? And the guy got so mad, he jumped the worker. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's the other problem, too, is that as we're slowly starting to realize that, yeah, they are lying to us to make us panic, to try and keep us in line, people are, like, taking that mindset for the whole thing and going too far and saying, this whole thing is a hoax. Yeah. <laughs> I remember wearing my mask walking into Walmart uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now. I remember hearing a lady and a guy who were walking in they were you know they had they put all these chain link things Mm -hmm. in walmart to kind of make a line so you have to walk all the way to the end of this thing walk all the way back to go inside so i'm walking into and they're coming the other direction so i hear them talking and the lady goes are people really wearing masks after looking right at me and the husband goes it's just a mind control thing from the government and at the time i'm thinking that's ignorant and as this is coming more and more, and then especially with this article, I'm thinking, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> My control thing. Since we're on the topic of face masks, it just recently, I think yesterday, came out um, the proposed school year, what, what the next school year will look like here for our area. Yeah. And one of the things is that kids will be required to wear a face mask. <laughs> And I was, so I was talking, I know, so I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, well, what do you think? Now, there are a lot of good, positive things. You know, any meal that's served has to come prepackaged. It's not going to be open, which, okay, cool. I'm okay with that because I tend to think that that will lend more towards a healthier option. You think so? uh, Not only that, but six times last year, my middle school boys we're not served lunch because they ran out of food. That's a whole other topic that really? we can discuss one day. But yes, six wow. times I had to leave what I was doing in the middle of the day to bring them and a few of their friends food because they ran out of food That's in the crazy. cafeteria. So I'm thinking this whole prepackaged thing may actually Might be help, yeah. a, a positive change. But this whole wearing face masks, students will be required to wear face masks. Tell me how many kindergartners are going to wear their For face real? masks. How many kindergartners are going to take it off throughout the day? And that I'm, they're five and six years old. Of course, they're going to take it off throughout the day. Look, even even a high school kid, eight hours. Yeah, and wearing I, a mask. So explain to me how you're going to enforce this. Yeah. If they're caught not wearing a face mask, are they going to? be written up right are they gonna get expelled if they do it three times take a mask off yeah that's not yeah that's yeah. not cool yep so that's something that we have to look forward to luck. next year good freaking luck with that everybody. right right coming up later in the show tuesday junk foods day we'll be back with more of the morning side hug right here on back row radio I'm excited can you tell to the morning side hug we hope you're enjoying our mix of music this morning on back row radio we'll be talking about new and upcoming junk food when we come back shortly but first here's your lifeline
Hey, Bob, got a call from Goyak. Want to come with me? What's Goyak? It's the Get Out Your Aggression Club. Get Out Your Aggression Club? Sure. Haven't you ever wanted to yell at someone for something they did to you? Well... Of course you have. So for 100 bucks a month, Goyak will get a hold of that person and let you give him a piece of your mind. Bet they got a hold of that guy who cut in front of me on the freeway. And you're going to yell at him? Oh, yeah. That's why I wrote down his license plate number. You know, Jesus gave us a different way of treating people. Yeah? Like what? Treat other people like you would want them to treat you. Good point. When I'm finished with this guy, I'll make sure he does that from now on. Jesus said, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. So, do you feel better? No. Some other guy got his aggression out on me. Took his parking space. Boy, you'd think people would be a little more understanding. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And let's do some random facts. Uh, random facts. A 2012 study of 2,000 people found that 65% couldn't spell necessary without using autocorrect. Hey! I am one of those, for sure. <laughs> there has Matt. not There has not been a single time in my life where I have typed out necessary correctly on the first try. I don't understand why that's so difficult for I, you. It's the C's and the S's. I get all confused. What's the other word that you have? The other word I have a problem with yeah. is license. And it's okay. also a C and S problem. License, I can understand. Yeah. But necessary, <laughs> uh, we're going to have to have some spelling <laughs> lessons or something. <laughs> hey, 65% yeah. are in the same boat as me. So why don't you back off? Whatever. Uh, in 2005, Dave Chappelle turned down a $50 million offer to film a third and fourth season of Chappelle's show after realizing success didn't feel anything like he imagined success would feel like. Do you remember when that happened? No. Because he like disappeared. So I did notice that all of a sudden he fell off the face of the earth. I honestly wondered had he died. Yeah. But when that happened, like he went away. Some people didn't know where he was. Like I think he went. I think he went to Africa. I mean, that's everybody's dream right now. <laughs> to disappear. <laughs> no, is it just mine? Okay. Just, no. no yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was like a big deal, and I remember that being like we were going to be offering him a, another show or whatever, and he just left another season of the show, and and yeah, he came out and explained all that a few years later. He's like, not. It's not what he wanted. Not what he thought it was going to be. I mean. No amount of money. That's fair. <laughs> Either that or he just lost material. I don't think ran that. out of material. Do you not Chappelle have you not, show, have you not watched show. his uh, or listened to his stand up? I'm not a Dave Chappelle You're fan. You're not a Dave Chappelle. I was not a Chappelle show fan. I was for like a hot second in high school when I was getting into all the, you know, you're growing up. You're a teenage boy, and so you're like, hey. My mom doesn't know I'm watching this, so mm-hmm. you're that kind of person. Great. But uh, <laughs> I got two of those. <laughs> but I wasn't really a big fan of the show. But I have been a fan of his stand-up specials. They're nowhere near clean, but he's his delivery is just really it. It's great. It's fantastic. Okay. Well. So he's got material for days. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> My apologies. If each vampire ate just one meal a day, starting with just one vampire, and each victim then turning into a vampire, it would take about one month for the entire human population to become vampires. Yeah. Same thing with COVID-19. 
you infect just one person a day, <laughs> we all month, have we'll the antibodies. Then we'll all be fine. If a flock of raven, or no, no, not if. No if. No if. No just, if ands or buts. It this is, is a real fact. that a flock of ravens is called an unkindness. <laughs> hey, I knew this. An unkindness of ravens. An unkindness. That's exactly right. That's why I am a ravens football fan. Because <laughs> we unkind. Eating spicy foods can cool you down on a hot day. They cause your body to start sweating, which helps lower your body temperature. So burn your insides to cool your outsides. That's what I hear. That's, <laughs> that's fair. I... It is Tuesday Junk Foods Day. We got junk food news going through new and upcoming junk foods to see if they sound interesting to us. Uh, first up on the list, Mountain Dew Liberty Brew is back. They tout it as being 50 flavors in one. But most people say it just tastes like uh, berry and grape mixture why would you want 50 flavors because it's liberty it's it's the fourth of july flavor so it's 50 flavors 50 states kind of idea you know what i mean you cannot see it but my eye roll is massive (laughs) keeping with the uh, patriotic stuff i've seen these at walmart uh just this weekend team usa olympics cookies are out are we even this having just the makes Olympics? me sad. No, we're, we're not, not. Right? Yeah, but they, I guess they were already in. My poor husband. Of this. Let me tell y'all, that is one of the biggest things that he's most upset about. No is Olympics. No Olympics. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until we were when we were going to Amarillo for the weekend, and he and I are, you know, we have a good stretch of time to just sit and talk. Yeah. That's one of the things that came up in conversation. He said, you know what I'm most upset about? What I'm really, really, really frustrated with? And I was waiting for anything. Right. It <laughs> could have been anything. But you weren't waiting for yeah. the Olympics. We're not having the Olympics this year. And I just kind of looked at him like, oh, okay. B- bummer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do. We love watching the Olympics. It's, it yeah. is a family really? event in yeah. our home. But I've never been a big fan. Oh, if we, anything, I enjoy the Winter Olympics more than the Summer Olympics. Yeah, it's funny because I they they do it perfectly by having the Summer Olympics and then two years later having the Winter Olympics and two years later. Because I always say when it's time for the Summer Olympics, I'm like I love the Summer Olympics more. But then when it's time for the Winter Olympics, nah, the Winter Olympics are better. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the Team USA cookies. We got the Oreos that have three layers of cream in them. I don't know if they're distinct, like triple the amount or not, but it's a red, white, and blue distinctive layers, hmm. which is neat looking. And then there are Chips Ahoy, not as neat looking. They just colored some of the chocolate or covered some of the chocolate with candy coating of red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. They and are magically delicious, though. That's not Chips Ahoy. That's Lucky Charms. It's Lucky Charms, <laughs> and that's a cereal, not a cookie. <laughs> I'm like, where's she going with this? I've got to be missing something. Has there been a recent story about a leprechaun eating Chips Ahoy cookies? I gotta know. Nope. I just, I got my branding wrong. <laughs> That's all. Oh, gracious. Doritos has come out with a tangy pickle flavor. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah? Mila is going to be super interested. Yeah. I've never been a fan of pickle flavored chips, but those have usually been a potato based chip. A Dorito might be different. I don't know. I like pickles. 
I don't understand. Anyway, Stouffer's. Stouffer's coming out with lasagna bites, uh, chicken pot pie bites, and bacon and white cheddar mac and cheese bites. Listen, this sounds like a really good lunch for they my look, children. Yeah, they look fantastic. Instead of just Hot Pockets and Bagel Bites, heck yeah. Bagel Bites, I don't know if Bagel Bites went downhill or if they just No, we grew were up, never that's good. all. Yeah, but I remember loving them as a kid, and I have tried them as an adult. I'm like, this is garbage. Well, and here's the thing. <laughs> Do you remember those Totino's rectangular pizzas, the frozen pizzas? Yeah, the, yeah. Okay, they're awful. But my kids think they are the greatest thing right now. And so, I, and they're super cheap. They're like 69 cents. So I keep buying them for them. And every day that they eat them, mom, this is so good. You should try it. Nope. I have served my time. Thank you very much. Well, here's an odd thing. When I was a kid, I hated Totino's pizza rolls. Yeah. I love them as an adult. Really? Yes. Daedra has to, had to get on to me many times for buying them. And now I'm not allowed to buy them anymore. That's fair. <laughs> but they are fantastic. Uh, let's see. Kellogg's mashups, Frosted Flakes, and Fruit Loops is the first, uh, the oh. first adventure. And what I see this as is a you know you go to a hotel and they have that continental breakfast and they always have that little thing with like the four cereals. Yep. And that's what you did as a kid. You got a little bit of one cereal, a little bit of the other, or maybe a little bit of all four. And I feel like this is what that is. They're like, just recreate that experience. Why buy two boxes? We'll just put the Frosted Flakes and the Fruit Loops in with the same box. I don't know if I'd like the two flavors together. I'm just upset because apparently my mother ruined my childhood. <laughs> I was not allowed to do that. You weren't allowed to mix your cereal. You had to pick your cereal. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rite of passage for a child. Apparently not me. <laughs> Because when else will you ever get to do that? Never. You know? This is the only opportunity. I'm over here like, I can't believe. Well, now, I never did that. I was, I can re specifically remember my mom saying, figure out which cereal you want. <laughs> well, now you can, you can correct that, Mo, and buy a box of Kellogg's mashups. No, now I just want to take my kids to a hotel and say, have whatever, have whatever you want. one you want. Have everything. Just remember, I'm a better mom than Mimi. <laughs> uh, all right. Arby's is coming out with a new fry as if they need another one. They have all kinds of potatoes over there at Arby's. But now they have sweet potato waffle fries, which I ain't hating. I was about that to say. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. When's Chick-fil-A going to get on this? For real? Because nobody does a waffle fry like Chick-fil-A. Nobody. Right. But a sweet potato option, ooh! Come on, Chick Fil A. Ooh! I'm, I'm gonna need now, you. Now, are you a are you a are you a sh like sugar, cinnamon, whatever covered sweet potato fry person, or are you like a garlic salt covered sweet potato fry person? It depends on the day, Matt. It does. I'm just a potato hate, fry person. I hate it when they when it when they cover it with sugar and stuff because then it makes it too sweet. It makes it like a weird dessert. I like it with the salt. And then the sweetness just coming from the fries, because that's that, that's like like that perfect mix of the sweet and savory. Ooh, so good. So we had a restaurant here called, I don't know what it was called last. Was it Sundance Steakhouse? No, that's what it used to be called. Dakota's Steakhouse. That's what it was called. Okay. Before, uh, before it closed down. But they did, that was the, my first experience with sweet potato fries, and they did it with like 
garlic salt, like like thick, like that that mm-hmm. crunchy uh, grated salt, you know. And they were amazing. And then I went to I think it was Cotton Patch here, and I'm like, hey, they have sweet potato fries. I'm gonna get it. And it was covered in sugar. I'm like, this is awful. This is a dessert. This is not going well with my burger. <laughs> I had no idea. I really I. <laughs> I don't know. Where have I got sweet potato fries from? Something different does sweet potato fries. But I don't think that they put any seasoning other than salt and pepper on them. Yeah, they, they're that's not the like way to go. That's my Heavily opinion. seasoned. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All righty. Uh, but, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'll be trying those at some point for mm-hmm. sure. Heck, yeah. Uh, in the, <laughs> the winner of the blandest Snickers special bar on the planet, Thailand has come out with Snickers oats, with his, which is literally just the normal Snickers with some oats stuffed in. Makes it oatmeal-y. How's that not like a granola bar? Right. Like, why would you want it at all? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. Where did this came from? And why it, is it a it Thailand came from, thing? I was going to say, it came from Thailand, <laughs> Matt. Thailand. <laughs> Uh, Kit Kat has come out with an apple pie flavored. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not a fan of apple pie in general, but that's more of a texture thing. I bet I, I don't like them. The, the, I don't like the apples, frankly. I don't like the way the apples are. It's. I know it's a me problem. I know I'm wrong for being in this camp. I'm so glad that you know you're wrong. <laughs> but the idea of just the flavor in a Kit Kat form, I could be down with that. I'm curious if it's white chocolate. Kit Kat. It looked, I mean, it was like yellow in color, so I'm assuming it would have to be maybe a white chocolate base for the flavor. Right? I'm interested. Okay. But the more that I think about it, the more it kind of grosses me out a little bit. So, I'm just saying. Uh, So, I don't know. I've experienced this for the first time. I hadn't gone to KFC in forever. And a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to get some KFC. Specifically because I wanted some of their wedge French fries. Mm-hmm. Went there. They don't make them anymore. Nope. Now they just have normal French fries. But they're not normal. They're still seasoned. But it's not the exact same seasoning from the wedges. No, they have a lot of the same taste as the right. wedges. But, but it's a little a little better, in my opinion. Yeah. Which was weird. Because I didn't want to like them. Yeah. And I still do miss the wedges. But those fries were amazing. Cannon loves KFC. If he's going to pick lunch or, you know, food from somewhere, he, he's going to pick KFC. Yeah. And I have a hard time liking it because I <laughs> I am a Eastern North Carolina person mm. who grew up on Bojangles. And Bojangles. That is where it's at. Gotcha. Sorry. Uh, let's see here. The, uh, oh, Burger King is expanding their impossible, uh, you know, the meatless... Oh, yeah. Burger stuff with a breakfast option. The okay. Impossible Croissant Witch with a uh, meatless sausage patty. Okay. Not a sausage fan, but still haven't tried that burger. I don't know why I haven't. I'm afraid of it. Oh, it's good. I know. It's and I've heard so it's good. good. I'm just afraid. I'm afraid that everybody's playing a big practical joke okay, on me. So you don't have to take <laughs> my word for it. You will respect the word of my brother-in-law, Nick, Okay. who accidentally got it. Loves it. Yeah. Okay. Loves it. So. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. All right. Let's see here. Stouffer's again. They have come out come out with a KFC ripoff. Great. The KFC Famous Bowl. Oh, okay. A fried chicken and mashed potato bowl with gravy and corn. I mean, 
it's 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 probably my favorite thing at KFC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's weird. And it doesn't feel like it should work. It's Chris's favorite. <laughs> Every time I get it, though, I'm glad I did. Uh, and lastly, this is not a new thing, but it's something that I've tried recently. There is a no sugar added fudgicle. Fudgesicle. Sorry. I oh. call it fudgicle on purpose because of the Simpsons. Fudgesicle. <laughs> I was going to say that's not how it's spelled. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. There's a whole episode where... Millhouse is coming in and Bart is like digging through the freezer. Millhouse is like, where are the fudgicles, Bart? You said there'd be fudgicles. And Bart says, first of all, it's fudge sickle. Secondly, I know they're in here somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, no sugar added fudge sickles and they are amazing. They are. They don't taste any different in my opinion. And they're way lower calorie. Mm -hmm. And do you know that you can actually make them very easily? I'm sure. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I mean, share the share with the world. Not everybody. No, just knows. the no sugar added chocolate pudding mm. that you make, and then you just put it into your popsicle. That molds. makes sense. I never yep. really thought about that. Yep. Is that what fudgesicles are? Just frozen pudding? Yeah, that's all it is. You can even use it with. That makes perfect um, sense. So I've just never connected that. Like Greek yogurt instead of milk when you make your pudding, and that makes it even healthier. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, uh, we've been teasing this, and Mo doesn't know this is happening, but we've been teasing uh-huh. this for a while about where, how we're going to start trying to end oh, this segment. Oh, my word. By trying something. Here we go. <laughs> what am I about to have to eat? So this has been staring at me at Walmart for weeks, and I keep thinking to myself, we should try this. Mo's looking all around. <laughs> <from where's... laughs> so what I have here... Oh, gosh. Is a Chips Ahoy cookie. Is, is it magically delicious? delicious? <laughs> magically delicious Chips Ahoy. Sour Patch Kids Oh, my Chips gosh. Ahoy. Great. <laughs> it has got these big old uh, colored, uh, like, red and green chocolate chips, which I'm assuming they're chocolate. They might taste like fruit, sour fruit or whatever, but it's also got little bits of Sour Patch Kids baked into the cookie. Great. So we're gonna try these on air. And in fact, I'd like to, I'd like to videotape this while we're doing oh, it. Oh my word! Oh, the smell. Really? Smell this. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Very fruity. Wow! Not wow. what you're expecting from a Chips Ahoy cookie. <laughs> Interesting. <sighs> All right. So we're going to film this, and we're going to put this up on our our Patreon group thing. All right. I'm not really a fan of filming yeah. anymore. Hi, Mo. Hi, Matt. All right, so we are going to be trying these Chips Ahoy Sour Patch Kids cookies as a part of our Junk Food Tuesday. I'm gonna, Great. Uh, Mo, go ahead. You go first. You enjoy one first here. Here, here. here I'll hold the, Let me hold there the, you go. Hold the thing up. I'll get one. Okay, so yeah, they look, they look gross. Big old green and red chips. And it looks like dark. a fruit cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It look. That's what it looks like. It looks like a little. It's not even the cons- consistency of an actual Chips Ahoy cookie. I'm very disappointed darker, already. A little darker. Without even eating it, I'm disappointed. It's super thin. 
It's I think I think it's about the same. No, size. it's no? not. Is it thinner than a, it's thinner than chip, a regular Chips Ahoy? Chips Ahoy cookie. Okay. I'm not happy. All right. Well, let's give it a shot. I'll let you go first. <laughs> she's biting. She's chewing. She's savoring. No, it's hurting my jaws. <laughs> it's hurting her jaw. You didn't get that. It's sour. <laughs> it's like eating a gummy inside of a cookie. Really? Okay. It's sticking to my teeth. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to try it. It has like an orange flavor. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's bad. It's like a stale fruitcake. Mmm. You do taste, like, there's a distinctive Sour Patch Kids flavor. Oh. That's why I'm telling you, it's, like, it. it's hurting my teeth that's so tangy. Like, there are the little bits of the stuff in it, and the rest of the cookie disappears, mm -hmm. and those just stay around in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's bad. It's not fun. This it's a, a flop. Idea. Mm -hmm. It's a flop for sure. Oh, oh, this is gross. It is <laughs> stuck in the back of my teeth. Like, there's nothing I can do to get it out. Like, texture-wise, this is disgusting because it is, I'm chewing on it, and the cookie part is dissolving, but the little parts that were inside are just staying there and continuing to be chewed on. The texture is abhorrent. Let me just tell you, I love sweets. Mm -hmm. I am a sweet kind of person. I just closed up that box of cookies and put <laughs> it away because it is that disgusting. I've got a a wad of bits of uh huh yeah of this sour patch kid in my mouth now. That's all that's left. Is I can't chew it. I can't get it. My body doesn't even want to swallow it. <laughs> my body is rejecting me. So I'll tell you, it's not so much the flavor that's terrible. No. Flavor's not awful. It tastes like an orange cookie. That's what I'm tasting a lot of when it comes to flavor is orange. But it's the leftover bits that are stuck in the back of my mouth that, that I can't do it. I yeah. can't do it. Sorry. Disgusting. Chips Ahoy, that was not magically delicious. This was a failure. Oh, man. Okay. You know what? That was a mistake. Maybe we won't do this. No, you know what? It's fine. I was going to say, we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> Coming up later in the show, will virtual VBS even work? We'll be back with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Hug here on Back Row Radio, sharing airtime with the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie. Coming up next, what do we expect from virtual VBS? But first, here's your critical hit with Hector Mira. Hey, everybody, welcome to Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mira with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. You ever impulse buy something? I do. I was scrolling through Facebook and saw that a dude was selling a five foot tall six foot wide shelf full of comic books for a hundred dollars and i was nowhere near my town so i couldn't go look at the comic books but i thought man out of 500 comic books surely there's going to be enough in there that it's totally worth it 
So I straight up bought that shelf full of comic books without ever looking at them. I got home and went and got them and out of 500 comic books, there were three that I wanted. Now I got a really cool shelf, but now all of a sudden I've got 497 comic books that I have no interest in ever reading. So what I did was I put it in my garage and then I went to my comic book collection and I grabbed all the comic books out of there that I don't want either. So now I've got this really cool shelf in my garage filled with comic books. And when people roll up to my house, when it's people from my church or family or people in our neighborhood or anything like that, when people come over, I just hit the garage door button and say, hey, would you like some comics? Because you know what? I've got comics to spare. I've got them in my possession and I can share them because it's what I have. We're in this place where there's so much going on in the world and there's so much that we can't help because of our resources and availability. But what we can do is give what we have. And right now what I have is comic books. Well, there's this story in Acts chapter 3 and in verses 3 through 6 we see this. When, Pete, uh, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. This is a man who had been lame since birth and was begging outside the temple of gates. And then verse 4 says, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from him. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. You see, Peter and John, they didn't have money to spare, but what they did have was faith in the power of who Jesus Christ is. I'm telling you right now, you may not have the ability to give everything to everyone, but if you have faith in God, just sharing that and giving that is powerful. Also, it helps if you have free comic books. Faith and Fandom is a ministry of outreach and encouragement to geek culture. You can connect with us at Faith and Fandom, Finding God and Geek Culture on Facebook. We have several books of geeky Bible studies and devotionals, a metric ton of memes, are present and active at dozens of Comic-Cons each year, and have multiple podcasts, including Love Thy Nerds Pull List Podcast, which I co-host. I'm Hector Mirai, and that's your Critical Hit. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mel. And we are talking about virtual VBSs today. In the uh, light of the coronavirus. Coronavirus. And all of our... Is VBSs really how you would say it? it? I feel... I don't know. It sounds wrong. I'm VBSs, just saying. But... Vacation Bible schools. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you'd say it. VBSs. Listen, I also know that Oaks's is... Proper, it's correct, but right. I can't ever it does say sound it. awful, yeah. The Oakses. <laughs> nope. Oakses. We're the Oaks. <laughs> the Flanders is. That's how nope. Homer says Flanders. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about virtual VBSs. In the light of uh, the coronavirus basically shutting down all fun on this planet, even well in the summer break, we are going to be... Uh, I don't know. I don't think our church is doing anything. I don't know. I think we've just abandoned the idea of a VBS because I haven't heard a word about it in months. I mean, I think I think our VBS director is still holding out hope that maybe by the end of summer we'll be able to hold some sort of in-person VBS. Yeah. Like the, the COVID will go away by then. So I don't know. 
But you at your church mm -hmm. are a part of the team that is throwing a virtual VBS. Mm -hmm. What is the what is the theme y'all are using this year? Rocky Railway. Rocky Railway. So y'all yeah. did this really cool promo video with what I'm assuming is the main theme song. The theme song. Yeah. Where y'all went and filmed because we we Clovis for those of you who don't know, Clovis started as basically a post along a railway, the, uh -huh. the, the Santa Fe Railway. Yep. And so we still have a lot of trains coming in and out, uh, and we even have this really neat... Uh, historic train. Yeah, historic train engine. Yeah. Uh, That's like a... Display down. Display. Downtown, there you go. yeah. Yep. And so y'all went and filmed there. We did. Really cool uh, video. Looked like, honestly, looked like one of the ones Lifeway would have put out for that song. We are pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that those are all that professional either, but I'm saying that this looked like an official thing. Listen, we were <laughs> we were pretty excited. I thought that we were doing all the songs from this year, that we were going to film them and do our own music videos for all of them that we were going to use, but apparently yeah. I was wrong. Mm. Um, but I still think it'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah, we are doing a virtual VBS. Um, I am the VBS director, but it's been really weird because... Since it is all virtual, and I am zero tech savvy at all, period. Matt knows that. Um, <laughs> the director roles have really fallen onto our media director over at our church. And so she's doing a whole lot this year as far as Was recording. she the one in the conductor outfit? No. That, Who was the one in the conductor That's outfit? our worship leader oh, okay. for BBS. Gotcha. That's Katie. Um, Gabby is the one who stands behind the camera. Gotcha. Okay. And, and films As all it. good media directors should. Yes. <laughs> so all of the, like, a lot of the heavy lifting falls on her this year, which I feel. That's all media directors in every church right now. Yeah. For everything. It Listen. It is a massive stress ball. <laughs> it is. And I acknowledge that. And I really do. I've messaged Gabby multiple times and said, listen, if there's anything that I can do in my very limited knowledge, please tell me. <laughs> you may have to hold my hand and walk me through it or give me a cheat sheet, but I will do my best to help <laughs> however I can. Um, but basically, the way that it looks for us is this coming week, actually. Oh, it's this that quickly. So this coming week, we're going to record. Oh, okay, okay. And then it will air, basically premiere. You know how on Facebook yeah, you have you your can, live videos, the fake lives, exactly. The yeah, so which we're is gonna. How everybody should be doing their services. <laughs> it truly is, it really is. Um, but we're going to be premiering the following week. Okay. So that's still pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Well, our VBS was supposed to be the first week of June. Yeah, y'all were gonna be like the first, among the first mm -hmm. of the the year, because all the churches here in town try to coordinate and not right. do a VBS at the same time. Right. As another church. Um, Gosh, but so you're recording a week's worth of stuff, mm -hmm. and then she only has one week to get it prepared to go? Yeah, so it's going to be a 30-minute, basically 30-minute condensed version of VBS. Okay, so it's not going to be so, like multiple, like I imagined starting video, like an opening whatever, like you would have at a VBS, right. an opening rally. right. Then multiple different videos for the different sections yeah. of the VBS. But right. this is just a... So that's how I originally thought it was going to be. Yeah. 
And then Gabby was like, no, this is going to be way better. Okay. So basically just think of a, a kid's show. Okay. You're going to watch a 30-minute kid's show. And we're all going to do it pretty seamlessly to where um, we start with the opening song and we're all going to be excited and pumped on stage and, and welcoming everybody. And then we're going to slowly move into missions and then move into – and missions has five to six minutes where they just explain um, – where our offering is going this year you know they'll explain missionaries from across the world have different different little almost like interview things yeah. um, pieces then we'll have a science experiment and it'll be like youtube where you know kids log on to watch how to make slime yeah and then afterwards our our craft person is going to be like and if you want to do this science experiment with your parents later here is the list of materials that I used so that we don't have to do the whole, okay, go gather these materials and I'll wait here for you for a okay. couple minutes. That makes sense. Yep. She's just going to go through it, do it for them, and then give a list at the end of the materials that they need. And then, of course, we'll do our lesson um, for the day and then we'll end with music. Okay. So hearing that for the first time, and that's the first time I've even thought of that process of how someone would do that. Yeah. Uh, present one of these. That makes a lot of sense and probably could be fairly successful. Yeah. The only issue that I would have is that it might not be as interactive as you'd want. Yeah. Because there is no interaction. There's mm -hmm. no live situation. Right. There's no Zoom situation, which I know a lot of VBSs are going to be doing for mm -hmm. their classes. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, at this time, if you're this age, you log into this Zoom meeting mm -hmm. and we'll have the missions pre you know, presentation right. or whatever. Right. And uh, <clears throat> so I think that's a trade-off maybe that you're going with this route. But I think in the long run, it'll be much better to have a condensed 30-minute one-video thing. Because mm -hmm. I think kids could sit still for 30 minutes mm -hmm. and watch it, especially if you're doing, you know, six minutes here, six minutes there, whatever, and, yeah. and changing things up as a kid's show would do. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea. So we have discussed on multiple occasions the whole interaction thing. We want for the kids to be involved and engaged. We yeah. don't want for them to just be sitting there like, great, this is another thing that I have to sit through. Right. So you actually inspired one of the biggest things that we're going to do to get engagement and involvement out of the kids. Now, remember, it's going to be all premiered on Facebook. Yeah. So parents will be able to type in comments or whatever. Okay. But I brought up how you used to hide little people <laughs> throughout the church right that went a, along with the theme the first one was uh under the sea something or other submerged yeah submerged where everything was under the sea so i hid aquaman mm -hmm. all throughout the building yep. little different pictures of aquaman there were like 25 different aqua aquaman aqua, aquaman aquamans <laughs> whatever <laughs> hidden throughout the church and so every day i would get up during opening and i would remind the kids hey be looking for Aquaman. He's hidden. And if you find all 25, we'll give you a prize, you know, but you have to let one of the leaders know where they are. Yeah. 
Um, and so that was just like an added, as they're traveling through the hallways, as they're going from place to place, that gave them something to do aside from hitting each other or tearing things down or, right. you know, they started looking for Aquaman. It was... And that was just a gag. Yeah. <laughs> it was something that Matt did as a joke, but it ended up being this huge thing that I absolutely love. So every year after that, I was like, you're going to have to come up with something else again. <laughs> and I have. Yep. Um... So I brought that up and I was like, you know, we could hide something within our set, a conductor's hat or something. I think we're going with a conductor's hat, but you hide it within our set and every shot it moves or it changes or we have a different number every day. It's going to be something different Okay. so that the kids are not only listening, but you know, anyone who knows anything about children and young minds, they don't have to be looking directly at you to be hearing what you're saying. Right. And sometimes it helps for their eyes to kind of wander for them to actually process what's being told to them. So allowing their eyes to wander through the screen as they're hearing what we're saying, it's not only going to engage them and involve them, but we're hoping it's going to cause them to listen a little better as well. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah, get them to keep keep focused on the screen uh-huh. and, and see things that they might miss otherwise. Yep. Because that's the, I mean that's you say young minds, but that's the same thing with us. Yeah. Like, I don't remember the last time I actually watched an episode of The Office. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of The Office while I'm doing other things. Exactly. On my phone or anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a great idea, and I'm I'm glad to be a part of your inspiration for yeah. that. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah. So here are the here are the issues that I have with the idea of a virtual VBS in general. Okay. The first one is for the ones that are going to be focusing on interaction, Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. classes of that mm-hmm. kind of nature. If this was the first instance that these kids experienced something like this, it would be a hit. Exactly. But if it hadn't, but if you know everybody in March stopped going to school and we had to do this. For so long, mm-hmm. and every meeting with every relative and every, you know, interaction with their friends for so long, all on Zoom yep. or Google Meet or all these other things, the novelty, mm-hmm. way gone by now yeah. to the point where now it's a hindrance. Mm-hmm. It's a burden to even have to do this. Mm-hmm. I remember I watched a video from, uh, what's his name? I don't remember his name. One of the guys, you remember John Christ, mm-hmm. how he made all those funny videos? Yes. There's another guy, Trey Kennedy. That's his name. Okay. Video from Trey Kennedy, who uh, did a life at the beginning, like day one of quarantine and day 50 of quarantine or something like that. Okay. And so the, you know, the day one was he was opening up a Zoom meeting with all his family. Like, hey, hi, grandma. He figured it out. This is great. We should do this every day. Yeah. Day 50, it was like. I can't, my roommate's doing the blender. I can't hear you close the screen. I hate doing those. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what it's going to be like. Yeah. Is that children are, who already don't have a good attention span. It's like, forget this. Yeah. (laughs) Not more of this stuff. Yep. Um, So I under, I feel like that's probably the biggest hindrance. That's going to be the biggest problem. Mm -hmm. That might not be the case if this continues to be like an offering for some churches moving forward, which I bet it will be. On a yearly basis, that some churches will do a virtual one. Yeah. Because I bet there's still going to be families and parents that are going to be nervous of large crowds for a long time to come. Yeah. But the other thing, and this is probably a selfish aspect as a parent, 
BBS is when you drop your kids off and you go be a parent by yourself. You go have fun as an adult yeah. while your kid is here for two and a half hours. Yeah. And now what you're essentially doing is giving kids, giving those parents more responsibility to be an at-home teacher that they don't want to be. That's fair. <laughs> Especially That's when fair. it comes to like the crafts and whatnot. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got to do another freaking craft yeah. with them. The kindergarten. I remember doing this. With Eli, with the school thing, we would be, you know, she would, she did really good. Her teacher, his teacher did really good in presenting these things. A lot of the work could be done like in a PowerPoint with drag and drop stuff. It was really neat. Yeah. Every now and then, and it wasn't even very often, just every now and then, one of the assignments would require pen and paper. And even just that. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Yep. <laughs> Because it's so much more. I don't even know where pen and paper is currently. We don't keep paper here. What is paper? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so the idea of like having to do a craft every day for five days, because you know your kids are going to want to. You can't just have them do it and not do the craft. Just just watch them do the craft. It's, It's just as good as you doing the craft. Right. And so that's just... That's changing what VBS is in the minds of the parents. Yeah. And then, of course, at the end of that also, you get the payoff of you get to come on the Friday night and watch them perform all the songs and the motions and all that. And that you've lost mm-hmm. uh, through VBS. You don't get to do that. Kids might, you know, stand there and do the motions with you and have fun. I'm sure a lot will. A lot like to do that kind of stuff. But a lot will also be like, I am alone in my living room. Yeah. Yeah. I will not be doing these motions. Yeah. You cannot make me. <laughs> Especially if they're like older, fifth and sixth grade, when they're getting into that, you know, I'm too cool for fun mm-hmm. kind of mode, mm-hmm. which those kids are scary when they're <laughs> when they're that age, <laughs> that mindset. They are. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot that is lost in the transition to this kind of format. I which, agree. I mean, it's unavoidable. Yeah. Um, And I guess there's something to be said about not wanting to just skip it all together. I mean, I I understand it's probably better that we try and do something. Um, And that goes against, like, my mindset. My mindset is always, if I can't do this exactly the way we, you know, should be doing it, we just shouldn't do it. Yeah. If it's going to be even marginally cruddier than the real version it's not worth doing. Yeah. Um, which is why instead of like our first our first Sunday live streaming, we just set up a camera, phone rather, turned on Facebook Live and did a straight video live stream where yeah. we all just kind of filtered in in front of the camera, did our part and moved on. And I'm watching that that first Sunday where most of the churches in our, our town were doing it. And then I'm watching everybody else's and I'm like, we can do better. Mm-hmm. And so instead of that, which took me no editing time and no work, instead we started coming up on Saturdays, recording a whole service from different parts of the sanctuary, and I edited the heck out of that thing mm-hmm. for like 6 to 12 hours to make something that looked really professional and good because I'm yeah. in that mindset of like if we got to do something, we got to do it better than anyone's expecting it to be done. Yeah. And so – if you can come into a virtual VBS with that mindset, which I feel like y'all are, just based on the way you've described it, mm-hmm. I feel like you're coming in. If we're going to do this, let's do it good. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll work. Unfortunately, 
judging from other churches whom I watched from that first Sunday mm-hmm. live streaming their services to a recent Sunday several months later and how they've not gotten any better, I'm worried ain't going to be a whole lot of churches that are going to really be putting the effort or maybe they just don't have the ability or the people there who can yeah. make it good. Yeah. And so it's going to run the risk of being just a very bad uh, local cable channel type presentation. Mm-hmm. And that's from the 80s. That is what exactly. <laughs> that is something that going into it, I was like, we have to keep as much of this the same as every other VBS as possible. Every we need to keep it the same. And that was my mindset in the beginning. And then I thought, but why? There's nothing the same about where we are currently. Yeah. You know, so why not make this something that we never would have ever thought we would do? something that we would have never expected and then take it for what it is because now it's not just kids that are locally in attendance that are going to see this VBS. You know, my nieces and nephews who live in in Tennessee are going to be able to see their Aunt Mo up on stage leading VBS, which is something they've never got to see. Yeah. You know, and for anybody who has attended VBS where I've been a director, I love it. It's mm-hmm. like a whole different side of me that you don't even know exists until you see me up there it's and you're the like, only oh, thing that she loves. It's, <laughs> aside from my husband and children and Sometimes my Lord and Savior, them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so just knowing that there it's going to be able to reach. And I had this mindset when we first started talking about virtual church and, yeah. you know, churches going live. We're going to be able to flood Facebook, yeah. you know, reaching out to people. I feel the same way about VBS. It's going to be different. And I do realize that not every church, not every church could make it happen and make it work. Right. Because not only does it take a really, really great media person, it also takes a great group of people who are willing to look stupid on stage. Right. Which is also very hard to find. It is. It is. When it comes to a group of adults, it's hard to find people that are okay with looking childish. Right. But you, it's, it's, it's even hard to find people who are okay looking normal and professional and just reading something normal from the stage, let yeah. alone be a giant goofball. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And in order to keep them engaged, that's something that, that you know, we'll have to do. We have to be up there and be silly. Yeah. Did you ever watch, your kids are younger than mine, but when my boys were younger, there was a show called The Doodle Bops. Okay, it was on Disney, and they were the Doodle Bops, and there were three. It was a sister and two brothers, but they were obviously grown adults, but they looked like clowns. They were dressed up as clowns, and... I'm out. It was, well, not like, okay, not like it, clown, but not a scary clown. But like they had purple hair and their faces were blue. Think Blue Man Group meets Chuck E. Cheese, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but now they were so fun. Rats. Right? Blue rats. <laughs> they were so fun and they did all these songs and they were essentially they were a band. And so they would go to different places to to okay. play their gigs. Okay. And so that when I visualize our virtual VBS that's what I am seeing. That's what I am envisioning the on the bops. stage is the doodle bops. Okay. 
and there's somebody out there that knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so the other options for VBSs that uh, other churches are using, besides the virtual VBS, is uh, like a neighborhood VBS, mm-hmm. a, uh, a socially distanced VBS in driveways and front porches and backyards and cul-de-sacs where you just kind of take over a block. Mm-hmm. Almost like a block party yeah, kind of thing, which you could do a lot more socially distanced stuff there. And you're in the outdoors, which has been proven to be less conducive to spreading the coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a great idea. But you have to like have a whole quasi-police force, though, there. Enforcing the distance thing, which mm-hmm. is the danger. Uh, they've got alternate VBS where churches can use alternative uh, altern- alternative timetables, such as conducting VBS over several consecutive weeks, like on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night or a Saturday, uh, as a or as like a back to school kickoff, or even over Labor Day weekend or fall break after school's already started, mm-hmm. pushing it back as far as we can. This allows churches to still do a delayed VBS in a low-maintenance, low-prep manner. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, VBS at home, but not not just with the live stream-driven uh, stuff, but also with, like, kits mm-hmm. being delivered to homes of people that have, in this case, they'd be paying just like they, well, mm-hmm. do they pay? You no, pay for your shirt. Pay. pay for your shirt. That's right. Yeah. So you pay for, like, a kit to be delivered to your home mm-hmm. with all the stuff that you do from home. And, again, that comes to those same issues that I would have is now you're making the parents be the VBS directors, essentially. Well, and it's home. a lot of work, a lot of prep work yeah. on the VBS the team as yeah. well. Yeah. Having to build all those kits for every. And one of the things that we thought of as far as, like, having a craft kit, giving out a craft kit, is the potential of giving out craft kits, none of us having the virus, but somewhere along the way, one of those kids getting exposed somehow and then it coming back on us. Yeah. That possibly through the craft kit. And that was just a liability that we were not willing to take. Yeah, I guess in that instance, you'd have to mail them. Yeah. So you'd have to get it way in advance. Yeah. Have a cutoff date way in advance Mm -hmm. to make sure you had enough and then mail them out. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, uh, no matter how you slice it, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be weird. But I think it could be good. I'm here, actually very encouraged hearing how y'all are doing it. I got to say, here's the thing. I feel like it's, I can understand your mentality of if we can't do it the same way, then why are we doing it? <laughs> but the one thing that I've learned throughout the last several weeks, several couple months, is it's one thing for us to log in to Facebook and watch our church service and get fed, get spiritually fed that way. But our children are just... Oh, absolutely. They're getting the short end of the stick. Yeah. They really are. No matter how hard we try, no matter how many things we send in the mail or how many videos we shoot out, how many emails we send, they are just really getting the short end of the stick when it comes to being spiritually fed. And even coming back to churches now for probably several, several weeks, maybe more months, Mm -hmm. most churches aren't doing any kind of kids thing. Exactly. Because they don't want to have to be responsible for trying to police them for social distancing. Yep. So if there is a way for you to do a VBS within your church for your kids, do it. 
sit down and have some conversations, do some planning meetings. I will tell you, we have met every Tuesday and Thursday for the last two months. And every single Tuesday and Thursday, things have changed. Our ideas have changed. We've kind of evolved and figured things out and just discussed. I mean, we went from planning it to be an hour-long thing to realizing an hour is way too long. We need to condense it to 30 minutes and we need to have it look like this and we need to engage them in this way. So really sit down and start planning out, talking things out, figuring what would work, but do something. Do something for those kids because they're just not being reached right now. And it's really sad. You know, it's the next generation of leaders in our church. Yeah. And and they need to be fed during this time just as much as we do. So. Absolutely. I think we'll end with that. Coming up next, we share something that we love. We'll be back in just a few more, in just a few, with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. And just a few more, a few mores <laughs> of the more coming up Hush. in a few. <laughs> Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But first, I want to share with you something that I love, and it's probably no surprise, but I love VBS. Womp womp. I do. I love it (laughs) so, so much. I have to say, I never attended VBS, and I think that we have this discussion somewhere in in our archives. But I never attended VBS as a child. I attended one that I can remember, but I don't even remember learning about Jesus there. Um... (laughs) But when our previous pastor, Kevin, came to our church, there was going to be a summer where there just wasn't going to be a VBS, and I was pretty bummed about it. And he said, okay, well, then why don't you lead it? And I said, okay. (laughs) I I forgot that, yeah, there wasn't going to be one. Mm -hmm. And that's why you took over. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had two weeks to plan. And it worked out. And a limited budget. And... very small volunteers but we did it and we made it work and ever since then I realized I love this ministry I love vacation bible school I've got to see my kids go from attending vacation bible school to now two out of them two out of three two out of the three of them also love it and look forward to yeah, yeah look forward to volunteering and leading and doing their own you know thing within the ministry um and it's just been it's been an all around all around fun way to just watch children's lives grow and transform of course you love vbs because that is how we became friends it is <laughs> it is we told that story we a did. couple weeks ago <laughs> and so obviously you have fond memories from your first vbs of making your best friendship ever outside of your husband i'm claiming that role whether you <laughs> whether you admit it or not Matt, you truly are one of one of my best friends. No, not one down. of. Not one of. <laughs> I know I'm not your best friend, Mo. I, I know it. No, I'm sitting here thinking and I'm like, I really don't have any other best best friends. So outside of Chris, you can have that role. Oh, uh, but you. also I'm sitting here looking at, you know, where the waterfall was. And I'm looking at it from your perspective of that day. And it is pretty freaking high. Heck yes. <laughs> It's terrifying. (laughs) She is going to die, is what I was thinking. Uh, Go back to our episode uh, with Rafer Owens to hear that story. Yes. Uh, From a couple, I think it was two Mondays ago. 
<laughs> All right. Let's close out the show with a Bible verse for the day. Revelations 319. Revelation. Ooh, 319. <laughs> Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Thank you for joining us. There's a Backer Morning Show every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Backrow Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Backrow Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. If you miss a morning show, you can subscribe to the podcast version of the Morning Side Hug on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast apps, and catch up on our new Monday through Wednesday shows. The podcast of our Throwback Thursday episodes are reserved for our Patreon donors, as well as other bonus content and incentives. If you listen to Back Row Radio and want to support the work we do, please consider partnering with us by going to backrowradio.com partner. Any size donation will get you our private podcast feed. And just a reminder, we are gathering entries for our giveaway. And in celebration of two years of Back Row Radio, we're giving away a stack of books, stack of books and a stack of stickers. Uh, we've got the best of the salty sea we've got a copy of the science fiction novel the flesh and a book on spiritual warfare from dr johnny thunderberg plus a stack of back row radio stickers all going to be given away to one lucky winner go to backrowradio.com slash giveaway to enter and we will be announcing the winner next monday that's it for the show we'll be back tomorrow we hope you will too once again i'm matt and i'm mo remember that jesus loves you stay hydrated and if you see us around we'd love a side hug bye